and we are live with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Bavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson. And Andrew, the unfortunate day has finally come here. The NFL season is now at a close. The Super Bowl was this past Sunday, and we had a very, very good Super Bowl, to say the least, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, coming down to the last minute, a uh, last second field goal, I should say. But like I said, Andrew, a really good Super Bowl, but there was some marred controversy towards the end of that game, which we'll get into a little bit later on. The most controversy was Harrison Butker missing that field goal. <laughs> in the first I knew it. Knew you were going to bring that up. Listen, I'm usually not a sore loser, but if that field goal hits, I'm I'm up a thousand dollars. So that's uh, yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. Other than that, that horrible loss with my boxes and the uh, and my parlay, really right. good Super Bowl. I was not really looking forward to the Super Bowl. I could have cared less about these two teams. I, everyone knows I want a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. Uh, right. Got the exact opposite of what I wanted, but the actual competitive spirit on the field, if that's what you want to call it, made up for it. The actual game itself made up for it. The lack of interest in the teams kept my interest in the actual, uh, the game itself kept my kept me interested in the Super Bowl. And fun fact, I'm a big NBA guy, but this Super Bowl had more viewers than the entire NBA Finals combined last year. So absolutely wow. massive ratings-wise, and actually killed the markets in Canada too. Did you know, Nick, that half the population of Canada watched the Super Bowl this year? Really? Yeah, half the population of Canada. So Canada loved the Super Bowl this year, too. Well, listen, I mean, the NFL has been known for trying to make, you know, the game go globally. And this is a good factor into doing it. It's, you know, we've seen the London games. They've gone to Germany, uh, Mexico City. And now you, you're getting even Canada now involved. And there be for sure some games probably play there as well. But it just shows the NFL is realistically the king of all professional sports. And with the game that you had this past Sunday, it really proves that to be because like I said, it was a really, really competitive game between these two teams really showed the, you know, the top tier class of the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know what you want to start with. If you want to start with breaking down that game or if you want to just dive right into it. Oh yeah. Let's just break down the game. I mean, Early on, you could tell this was going to be an offensive game. Going into it, we expected this to be an offensive shootout between these two teams. You have Patrick Mahomes, who won the MVP, which we'll get into a little bit later on. You have the runner-up for the MVP in Jalen Hurts. So really good to see that you have two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL duking it out for the Super Bowl. And then you have to figure out how this game started. The Eagles go down the field. They score a touchdown. The Chiefs go down the field. They score a touchdown. You knew right there and then. This game is going to be fun to watch. And at one point, it looked like the Eagles potentially were going to run away with it. A double-digit lead going into the half. And remember, Johnson, when a team has a double-digit lead going into halftime, they were, at the time, 26-1 and going to win on, you know, into the end of the Super Bowl. And obviously, you know what that one loss is. And I'm pretty sure everyone Oh, yeah. Do you, want me, do you want me to say it or do you want to say it? I mean, you're the Patriot fan, so you can go right for it. Uh, twenty-eight to three—the greatest comeback of all time. Sorry, Atlanta Falcons fans, but uh, at least you're not alone in the island of irrelevancy. Uh, you have the island of relevancy, you know, that's head by, headed by the head of the table, you know, the tribal chief Roman Reigns, and then there's the Isle of Irrelevancy, where the Atlanta Falcons once used to lie by themselves, and now they're joined by the Philadelphia Eagles. So, congrats, Eagles! 
Yeah, I mean, and nothing to be ashamed of for the Philadelphia Eagles part. I mean, they played a great game and just a really bad second half for them when it came down to their offense. I mean, you saw in the first half, their offense was really looking good. Jalen Hurts was slinging the ball very efficiently. And they were really, you know, the Chiefs could not get on the field. Remember, the Chiefs had eight minutes of time possession in the entire first half. I, I will say this, Nick, not to cut you off. There's, no, only right 20, there's only 22 people where you can slend in this game. And do you want to take a guess on who would it be? 22 players. It has to be the Eagles defense. Uh, the Eagles and the Chiefs defense. Those are the only players you could really slander. I mean, yeah, but you got to think about it from the Eagles standpoint. I mean, they they were considered to be the best defense in the NFL. They had 70 sacks in the regular season, and they didn't sack Patrick Holmes once in this game. So that is a big testament to that Chiefs offense a lot. Because remember in that Super Bowl against Tampa Bay, they got absolutely obliterated by the Buccaneers defense. And that's why they went out to lose by See, that big of a margin. I never really believed in uh, in the Chiefs, and I'm sorry, in, in the Eagles. And we went over this a lot of times. You can't fault who you play ahead of you on your schedule. It's not like college where you make your schedule. This is right. a predetermined schedule, so like we can't get Mayflack, but I don't think the teams that are playing are any good. And what's the best win of the season? Uh, that's a that's a that's a tough one. I mean, I can't even name I can't even name two quality wins they have. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. You have the problem is I would say the win against the Vikings on Monday Night Football, but we know how Kirk Cousins is in prime time. Yeah, and he got absolutely shellacked by the um, Giants. Like, it's not they, they beat the the Cowboys, but that was when Cooper Rush was starting. Yeah, like they don't have a quality win the entire year, and we kind of said this. That's why I want to see when they finally got a real test in the 49ers, I was excited, and then they were playing against Brock Purdy with one arm right. and Christian and CMC at quarterback. So. If you're an Eagles fan, you were here by default. You were here because the other good teams got injured. That's what it really boils down to. Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, uh, the Eagles. I and I said it going into the game. I thought that you know they haven't. They obviously haven't faced a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, and it just showed in this game. He wins the MVP of the league uh, the night before, and he showed up in this game. Now, credit in mind, you look at the stats. He doesn't throw for a lot of yards in this game, but. He did his impact it. Was felt. His impact was absolutely felt, and that's considering the fact that he gets injured before the first half ends. And it looked like at a point in time we were thinking about Chad Hetty might come into this game and have to play the rest of the game because Patrick Mahomes, he, you know, it looks like he rolls his ankle, and that was the same ankle that got injured against the Jaguars. So you're thinking right there and then, oh, the Eagles have a double digit lead. Patrick Mahomes is injured. Philadelphia should go on to win this game. But you got your credit to not only the Eagles, uh, not the Eagles, the Chiefs offense, but their defense as well. The defense did a great job in the second half of, you know, holding the Eagles to just 11 points in that second half. So that's a great job by them after a really struggling first half. We also have to talk about the officiating, though. The officiating was definitely questionable. A lot of interesting calls, to say the least, obviously. I mean, a couple of instances where we couldn't decide whether what's a catch or not. And that has really been an issue for the NFL for years now. I mean, probably over a decade at this rate. Yeah, you're going since the probably the Calvin Johnson catch. Absolutely. I mean, that's when it started. And people, you know, go look toward the Dez catch as well. Absolutely. I mean, it's this has been going on for over a decade now. And it's really something the NFL needs is, to fix. This is going to sound unpopular. I really don't care. Give them the same rules as college and you know exactly what a catch is. Have you ever seen what's a catch in college? 
Like, it's clearly no, defined what's the catch in college. No, but college officiating it should not be getting passed anyway. They're also pretty bad. The official, let's just I'm face not saying they're officiating. I'm saying they're catching rules. I'm saying they're catching rules. You're saying, like, you want the one-foot catch? In you mean the, a one-foot catch? No, I, no, no. I'm not a fan of that. I, I've never liked that, honestly. I think it's either they have to go to one foot or they have to really improve the officiating the NFL. And what do you think is more likely? Hey, listen, Goodell said himself the officiating is good, and everyone knows he's everyone knows he's lying. Yeah, Roger Goodell is an idiot. More news at eleven. <laughs> um, but getting back to the game, I mean, obviously the Chiefs, you know, they come back from that double digit deficit. They take the lead going into, you know, they take the lead at around the nine minute mark in the fourth quarter, and that was off of the fact that, oh, sorry, not the nine minute mark, the twelve minute mark. That was when the Kadarius Tony touchdown happened. And then Kadarius Tony also set them up for another touchdown with a very good punt return. So just a really strong second half from Kansas City alone. They got a really strong running game as well. And I think that was the key to this game. I don't think the Eagles were expecting the Chiefs to run the ball as much as they did in this game. They actually outran the Eagles for total yards in the game, which is now a statement that not a lot of teams can really say when you're facing this Eagles team. And they, you got to give the Chiefs credit for this part. Realistically, other than Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia could not run run the football. Miles Sanders was held in check. Kenneth Gainwell was held in check. And Hurts had to do all, all of it himself. I mean, he had three rushing touchdowns in this game, 70 yards rushing. He threw for 304 yards and a passing touchdown. It, it's it, it just heartbreaking for Jalen Hurts because, listen, there have been some naysayers and doubters for him, but he played a hell of a game and kept the Eagles alive at the very end. And it just sucks to see a guy lose a game in which – he didn't really deserve to lose because he played his heart out, and unfortunately, at the end of the game, at the end of the day, the Chiefs are able to hold on and win this game. Now, the biggest you know concern about this whole game is the questionable third and eight call and the goal line with Juju Smith-Schuster and James Bradbury. Was it a holding? Was it not a holding? It's a ticky-tack it play. It absolutely is a hold. It's and that that's not the question. That's not what it, the whole matter is johnson the whole decision is usually you don't want the games to be decided by officiating right yes i agree it's like at the end of a, a basketball game uh getting you don't want foul with like point one yeah. left in the fourth quarter when it's tied yeah no that's right. a terrible way to end the game no one wants to end the game like that that and that is what people's beef is with this entire game it was an absolutely fantastic game but the officiating played a huge part because at the end of the day the chiefs got that big penalty call, and they were able to run out the clocking. The Eagles only were able to run one more play after that, and that ended their season effectively as the Chiefs hit that game-winning field goal with four seconds left. They're saying the the first probably 58 minutes of the game was fantastic, and the last two minutes ruined the rest of the 58 Uh, That's what a lot of people are saying, and I don't really – I'm not not an Eagle fan, but you can't can't help but admit that that's probably what happened. So to me, Nick, it sounds like you're describing Game of Thrones. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, it's the, it's the it, it Game was, of Thrones of It was of, a masterclass that you're watching and you're really happy about what's going on. And obviously from a Giants fan's perspective, you're you're loving the fact that the Chiefs are coming back and starting to win this game and potentially end this Eagles season. But to have it end like that, I mean, yes, you're happy that the Eagles don't win, but at the same time, you don't want to see it end like that where the NFL officials are the reason why it happens. Because let's face fact, that's the biggest reason why the Chiefs got to the Super Bowl when they beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, no, the Chiefs did not deserve to be there. Uh, 
let's get this out in the open right now. The Chiefs didn't deserve to be there because they had the benefit of one of those bullshit last-minute calls to the, uh, the ticky-tacky calls the entire game. So let's get that out of the way. The Eagles certainly didn't deserve to be there. They played uh, they played a giant club that used the ball of the magic powers as the Vikings the week before. And yeah, we were looking to be in the playoffs. No offense, Nick, and then they played... No, no, listen, you're playing a team, a team a third time in the season. It's really hard to, you know, figure out what you've done. Because realistically, the Giants, the best time they played the Eagles was when they had their backups in. And they just didn't have a chance. They had a lot of momentum. And you saw it in that game. They just were at, at completely outmatched by the Eagles. But besides that point. Yeah, but besides that point, both these teams, this was a... Uh... This would have been the Super Bowl of the third and fourth place teams if uh, everything had gone right. Uh, it's very debatable. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I I understand that, that statement and stuff like that. It's just really a tough end of the season for especially Eagle fans. I mean, obviously, a lot of people believe that they were going to win this game. And they were the favorites heading into the game, too. Oh. And obviously, with the Mahomes injury, so Nick- uh, tough way to end for the season for them. So Nick, going into next season now, which one of these teams have, if either of them have a Super Bowl hangover? Do you think the Eagles have one? Do you think the Chiefs have one? I I'm not saying it. But I'm not saying the Chiefs because I got ridiculed say, for saying they were going to finish second. Gonna You're gonna say it? All right. I'm I want the. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna oh, say it. Oh, okay. oh, okay, okay. I was just. Saying, I want the record to show. I'm not saying it, and you're saying it this time. I don't want to be ridiculed this time. No, I mean, listen, the Chiefs, uh, are they going to have a Super Bowl hangover? They might have a Super Bowl hangover the same way the Bengals had one. I can see that being a possibility, but we get off to a slow start, and they come back, and they finish the season strong, make it to the AFC Championship game, you know, lock them in for that. That's a possibility. But what I see more likely is, depending on the Eagles' schedule, I see them, they can get potentially I mean, these these two teams have a chance to play on opening night, because remember, the NFC East plays the AFC West next season. So there's a strong possibility that there could be a Super Bowl rematch on opening night in the NFL. So that would be very fun to watch. I don't know what the Eagles schedule currently is, but I guarantee they're going to regress heavily from this year. They're not getting better. Here's what I'll tell you. I still think they make the playoffs next season, but But I agree. But the NFC is still going to be very tough because you got to think the Cowboys are probably going to be back there. And if the giants are able to build off of what they did this season and upgrade in the off season, they should be back in the postseason, depending on who's at quarterback next season for them. But that is another story for another day. I think the Eagles will get back there. The question's going to be realistically: Can they keep most of these players that they have? Because you got to remember, Jalen Hurts also is going to be coming up on contract extensions very sooner rather than later. So they need to lock him up sooner rather than later. Because if they don't, then they're going to be in a whole new rebuild trying to find a new quarterback. And realistically, after this season, I don't see why they wouldn't extend him because he just had a hell of a season and almost beat Patrick Mahomes on the biggest stage. And 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 from my perspective, he outdueled Patrick Mahomes in this game. He was by far the best quarterback in oh, this Oh, yeah, game. he was he was the better quarterback by far, but the best quarterback always doesn't win the Super Bowl. That That's look, true, absolutely. Look at, look at Tom Brady in the Eagles Super Bowl. He was by right. far was probably the best performance from a quarterback we've, we've ever seen, and he lost. That was the no, one where he threw 500 yards, right? Yeah, he threw yeah. 500. Yeah, 500 yards and a loss. I listen. I, I don't want to see the Eagles get back here, but they have a very good team in place to get back there. Um, 
And the Chiefs, I mean, listen, the AFC right now is a, is a dogfight, but it's still theirs to run. I mean, the Bills have a lot of questions going into the offseason. The Bengals, you know for a fact, will be back there. And they realistically are, in my opinion, this the biggest threat to the Chiefs getting back to the Super Bowl next season. No, you're 100% right. And I think the Bengals are going to take this. It's going to be bulletin board material. They're going to come back stronger. And I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to these, uh, this season already. I know it's only February, and we got about six or so seven like two months days after the season. Yeah. So XFL, I'm ready. We're gonna have to do. We do XFL specials every week. Nah, no, just kidding. Uh, but I will enjoy some XFL football, some USFL football. Uh, obviously, the draft, everything that goes along with it, will be the, They start what this week, right? The XFL. I believe so. Yeah. I think you're right. I think so. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. Um. But yeah, for Patrick Mahomes, he wins a su- second Super Bowl MVP. Chiefs win their second Super Bowl in four years now. So Chiefs starting to build a dynasty right now. So it's not a dynasty. I said they're starting to. I didn't say they were. I said they're starting uh, to build that dynasty. I'm, I'm going to shut that down right now, and I will take fl- I will take all the flack next year at Ryan Hicks. You can come back and okay. hold me on this. They're not building a dynasty right now. Be lucky they're getting two. Let's see where we are in a couple of years from now. Hey, listen, as long as you have the best quarterback in the NFL and you're able to keep most of that team, you know, compiled to what you currently have, they're going to be a, they're going to be in contention for Super Bowl. And we're getting to a little bit later on at who has what's the current Super Bowl, you know, odds for next season, because there are some interesting numbers, you know, looking at who could potentially win the Super Bowl next year. Uh, but when it comes down to this game, you know, like I said, the Eagles. As much as I don't want to see them get back there, have a good chance to get back there as long as Jalen Hurts continues to be that guy for them. And he looked like it in this game. So we'll have to see where the Eagles go from there. But like I said, Johnson, if there's any other take that you have from this game, really good Super Bowl. Obviously, the ending was a bit controversial, but I have no complaints with it. I, I really enjoyed how this season ended. And compared, what, compared to what happened last offseason, I'm really looking forward to what happens this offseason. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm looking forward to it. I think there's going to be some crazy moves uh, involving the Giants. I think the Patriots are going to go buck wild again with their cap because I think they have like $45 to $60 million in cap. Yeah. Something in that range. They're they have there. a lot of cap space. No, but not number one, but I think the top five. I don't, I no, don't the, know. Um, the Chicago Bears are for sure the number one, and I think the Texans are right behind them. Yeah, yeah those two are definitely top two. I know the Patriots are up there, so I'm excited to see what they do. Trade for a wide receiver. Make that big trade this offseason, finally. Could be DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, maybe. Could be DeAndre uh, Hopkins. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins. I'd like maybe even the poacher wide receiver from a more a younger wide receiver from more, a less established team, if that makes sense. Uh, no. I, that I, could be, but I don't know. But Could be a T. Higgins. Yeah, I mean, if T. Higgins would be a Patriot, that'd be fantastic. I love seeing him with Joe Burrow, though, so be a loss That's in that fair. sense. But yeah, I mean, yeah, listen, Higgins as a Patriot, he'd be yeah, number, right, number one. Oh no, absolutely! I think he's a very underrated wide receiver, and he gets kind of lost in you know the fact that you know he is the second or third best receiver on that team. I so, mean, I wouldn't say I'd say second. Who who would you put above him besides Jamar you're, Chase? You're, I think people debate between him and Tyler Boyd, but I would take oh, him before Tyler it's, Boyd. It's, anyone who's saying it's Tyler Boyd, no disrespect to Tyler Boyd, you gotta get checked. No, I, I agree yeah, with you. I, I'd say T. Higgins, so. No, I, I agree with you, 100%. Um, but that was not the only, obviously, wor- noteworthy news, obviously, with this week being the Super Bowl. We also had the NFL Awards show, and we also found out who this year's Hall of Fame class will be. 
So to break down into it, I mean, pretty good week for you and I, Johnson, when it came down to picking the awards. I think you only got one pick wrong, and that was Kenneth Walker. That had a little bit of controversy uh, to it because Kenneth Walker technically got more first place Being votes true rookie than Garrett Wilson. That's true, but with the new format in the NFL with voting, uh, Garrett Wilson won Rookie of the Year because of how many second place votes he got over Kenneth Walker. So that was the reason why he won, and that was the only award you got wrong. So very good job on your part. And then I, I mean, I, I. Either than that, we all pretty much had a very good week picking that. But let's get into who won each reward, respectively. The uh, MVP we talked about it earlier was Patrick Mahomes. And that was also an interesting fact. I want to bring up this stat before we get into the rest of the awards. Going into the game, the Chiefs had a lot of you know momentum against them. Because the last, I believe it's nine MVPs to play in the Super Bowl had lost. lost. And it, oh, and it dates back to Kurt Warner, then to Rich Gannon, Sean Alexander, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning twice, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, and then Tom Brady again. So Mahomes was able to also, you know, end that streak. And they ended a lot of streaks too. I mean, the coin toss, they won. The last nine teams that have won the coin toss had lost before that. So the Chiefs had a lot of, you know, jinxes going up against them. And they were able to, you know, expel those demons if you want to put it at that and they were able to overcome those odds and win the game so Mahomes congratulations to him not only does he win AP most valuable player of the year he also won Super Bowl MVP so a very good season for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, AP coach of the year was Brian Dable AP comeback player of the year was Geno Smith congratulations to him no disrespect in him winning the award I mean led the Seahawks to the playoff appearance and I, as much as I wanted Saquon Barkley to win it Geno Smith definitely deserved it for the season the Seattle Seahawks had. Um, AP Offensive Player of the Year was Justin Jefferson. Defensive Player of the Year was Nick Bosa. As I alluded to earlier, Offensive Rookie of the Year was Garrett Wilson. Defensive Rookie of the Year was Sauce Gardner. So the Jets with both Rookies of the Year. So things are looking bright for the Jets when it comes to their young talent. Let's see what they do in the offseason as they try to upgrade a quarterback. And the Walter Payton Man of the Year was Dak Prescott. And I think that is all the awards. I don't think I'm missing anything. Correct me if I'm you're wrong. Missing, you're missing one thing. Uh, what that uh, the only the only NFC East member to win a uh, get a trophy at a Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Redskins, um, Eagles and the Chiefs, uh, was a Cowboy and Dak Prescott. So that was pretty funny. And he got booed at the Super Bowl too. That's the worst part. Yeah, that, that um, was worse. You you boo the Walt Peyton Man of the Year. I mean, come on. There's a lot of Eagle fans in attendance for that game, I so I, I understand. It I, I, I makes sense. But um, congratulations to all of them on winning those respective awards. We'll see how their futures fare, because obviously guys like Geno Smith and Saquon Barkley for the Comeback Player of the Year, you know, they were nominated for that. They're going to be getting you know into contract extensions in the offseason. Um, when it comes out of the Jets, we talked about it. They're going to have an interesting offseason. Will they have a new quarterback? Well, you know, when we get into our, our you know, free agency talk on the podcast, which will be in a couple of weeks. Well, we're going to be breaking down on which teams we think respectively, what their moves are going to be and where these players will go. And realist, I mean, Nick Bosa had a great year. We talked about 18 sacks in the season. Je- Jefferson went off of the Vikings and Brian Dable, you know, led the giants to a playoff appearance and the future is bright for New York. But the question will be what they do in the off season to coincide on what they did in the regular season. Same problem as the Patriots. Uh, get a real wide receiver. Yeah, 
That's fair. That's and then before we get into a little bit more talk, also let's congratulate some new Hall of Famers. Uh, Rondé Barber, Darrell Revis, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, DeMarcus Ware, Don Coriel, Chuck Howley, John Klecko, and Ken Riley all going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023. So congratulations to all of them. Definitely well, you know, well deserved for every single one of them. So a very stacked Pro Football Hall of Fame class we have this season. And, you know, to co- to you know, just really cap it off for the week of the NFL. I mean, a great, you know, honors week. And it really all topped off with the Super Bowl that we had on Sunday. And now with all that happening, it's just going to lead to what I think is going to be a very, very big time offseason. But my big question is, Johnson, is this offseason going to live up to the hype that last offseason had? Uh, probably not, but it's going to be dramatic because we have Aaron Rodgers' decision. Yeah. And this is going to be my spoiler, not a prediction, a spoiler for what's going to happen to Aaron Rodgers. He is going to continue to play another year. And I think this is another reason why. Do you think Aaron Rodgers' ego would let him be in the same Hall of Fame class as Tom Brady? He's going to want a headline. You think he would be okay being in the shadow of Tom Brady once again, even when it comes to his own Hall of Fame induction? Uh, induction. I you know, honestly, he's going to he's going to want a headline. I honestly can't fight that state that statement because it's not even that. I just think Rogers still has some stuff left in the tank. He's got so a I, lot of left in the tank. He's got a lot left in the tank. So I, I would say he plays another season. But like I said earlier, we're going to discuss in a couple of weeks where we think like these big time free agents and potential trade targets could go in the off season because. I don't, I agree with you. I don't think it will be as big as last offseason, but an Aaron Rodgers trade to any to you know any team, especially maybe even the Jets, would definitely make it a very newsworthy offseason, kind of to what we had last season with Russell Wilson and all the other moves that we had. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this offseason. I I don't know what's going to happen exactly, but the uh the possibilities are just endless. Yeah, I, I think I think when you look about it and like think about who is going to be some of the big free agents, um, you're right. I think we're going to have a very interesting offseason, to say the least. And, and you know, it will really decide on what teams are going to be looking good when it comes down to potentially who can win the Super Bowl next year. But before I get into the Super Bowl odds, there was a couple of other newsworthy topics that we had going on during the Super Bowl week. Um, first, the Indianapolis Colts, they hired the Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen. I could be wrong on how that pronunciation is. Just going to say it like that. So the Eagles offensive coordinator going to the e- Indianapolis Colts. Not the first time we've seen that happen. Obviously, Frank Reich also, the same situation happened there. So another swap between Eagles and Colts offensive coordinators. Steichen now goes to a Colts team that's trying to bounce back after a really bad season. Hopefully, you know, looking to get a bounce back year from Jonathan Taylor. And they have a big decision to make a quarterback this season, obviously, whether that be signing maybe a, a veteran like a Derek Carr or just going out and getting a young quarterback like C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young in this upcoming NFL draft. So we'll see where the Indianapolis Colts go from there. But that was not the only Eagles coordinator that got hired to become a new head coach because as of today, the Arizona Cardinals hired the Eagles defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, as their new head coach. So the Eagles losing both of their coordinators after the Super Bowl. So not the greatest week for the Eagles, to say at least. They lose the Super Bowl. Now they lose their top two coordinators 
to head coaching jobs. And for a Giants fan, that's a you know, not even for the fact that it's happening to the Eagles. It's more of the fact that this means that Mike Kafka is coming back this season as the offensive coordinator. So that's a huge sigh of relief for the Joe Shane, you know, and Brian Dable uh, era. They get another season of him and Wake Marindale as they were both, you know, in consideration to be getting head coaching jobs this offseason. That will have to wait until next offseason. So big sigh of relief for New York. The Eagles losing their two quarters. We'll see who they hired to replace those two guys. Um, the Baltimore Ravens hired the Georgia Bulldogs offensive coordinator, Todd Monken, as their new offensive coordinator. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens with that dilemma. Obviously, there's still no you know news about um, Lamar Jackson. We don't know what the status of him being back in Baltimore. And that could be another uh, Domino Johnson for this offseason. I think that is something to keep an eye on when we talk about where these players could potentially go. But hiring Monken definitely could help them maybe get back to the you know get back to the playoffs and maybe make a deeper run than they had this past off you know this past season um because you saw what he did at Georgia Georgia was a well-oiled machine offensively and really a nice hire for Baltimore as they look to you know try to fix the problems they had this past season but the question is going to be like as I said is Lamar Jackson going to be that quarterback for Monken as in his first year in the NFL or is it going to be a new quarterback potentially in the NFL draft? That will be interesting to see. And then the final news really came today. Um, Derek Carr, you know, there obviously got benched in the season for Jared Stidham. We knew he was going to be either cut or traded. Uh, the Raiders realistically had no leverage when it came down to getting a trade done for him. And he told the Raiders flat out, I don't want you to trade me. I'd rather be released. So the Raiders effectively today released him from his contract. He is now a free agent, so he will be a very sought-out free agent, to say the least, when it comes to this NFL offseason. You have teams like the Carolina Panthers, the New Orleans Saints, the Jets, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, Miami Dolphins. There's going to be a lot of teams trying to suit him to become their new quarterback for this upcoming season. So Carr, you know, we'll see what happens with him. And for the Raiders, they now free up $29 million of cap space, so Move kind of helps both of these sides. Raiders will definitely be looking into drafting a quarterback or maybe even trading for an Aaron Rodgers, potentially. That's something to look into in this offseason as well. But Derek Carr, I mean, we'll have to see what team he goes to. That's going to be very interesting to see. Um, But anything that really, you know, caught your eye from these NFL news that I just brought up a little bit ago, uh, Johnson. Anything oh, new, man. Uh, news to I- uh, I, have a, I have a couple of takes here. Yeah. So we, I said earlier about how the Eagles were going to regress. I'm glad you brought up them losing their coordinators and losing members of their staff. You saw how a actual good team looked in the Buffalo Bills when they lost to OC and Brian Dable. Right. And the wheels are falling off the wagon for the uh, for the Eagles. They're losing multiple members of their staff. That's going to be a huge impact, whether you like it or not, if you're an Eagles fan. Well, you know what I saw and about something about the Eagles defensive coordinator again and getting hired? And it's not something that – I don't want to – you know, I know you're the Patriots fan, and I hate to bring it up to you for saying this, but realistically, when's the last time a defensive coordinator got hired after the Super Bowl, after his team gave up Never. a lot of points? Oh, after they got hired? Uh, yeah, they got, they gave up a lot of points at the Super Bowl and then got hired after the oh, Super God. Bowl. Oh, God, is it Matt Patricia? It is Matt Patricia. Yeah, it is Matt. I was going to say, I thought you said, I thought you, I, I went a little bit further ahead. I thought you were going to say, and been good. 
No. I thought that was the, the yeah. other half of it. No. Because the answer is never. They've never been good. But I the, hate, the right answer is Matt I Patricia. I hate to compare it, but this has Matt Patricia vibes to it because he gave up good. a lot of points in that Super Bowl. And now he's getting hired by the Cardinals to good. become their new head coach. So. Let him suffer. And listen, you got to think about where the Cardinals are right now. I mean, they are in a really bad state of football right now. A lot of you know questions around Kyler Murray. Their defense as a whole is just not good. And they're going to be possibly trading DeAndre Hopkins as well. So I'm not sure where they go as a franchise. But this move is definitely an interesting one to say, at least considering what happened in the Super Bowl. Because let's face it, the first half of that game, it really wasn't because the Eagles' defense was playing out of their mind. It was more the fact that the Eagles' offense held the ball so long that the Chiefs never could get back on the field. They were just tired. The Chiefs', the Chiefs defense was tired. And the, right. the, and the Chiefs' offense couldn't get in sync. So... Yeah, I mean, I, go ahead. But I want to go into, I don't want to skip ahead, but I want to just kind of rewind a little bit when you said about the Colts. Yeah. I would love to play poker with Jim Irsay. <laughs> I'm sure you would. No, no. Do you actually know why, though? Uh, I don't know the exact reason, but I'm curious to hear. So you mentioned earlier about them going after a quarterback. Right. Jim Irsay, being the genius he is, said, man, that kid from Alabama really looks good. We might draft him. He's just completely, completely blowing his uh, his hand right here. He's not. Where's he's just saying? Well, oh yeah, but he's showing his cards to everyone else. Saying, yeah, I like this Bryce Young guy. Him. That might, might not be him though. There's been rumors they've been linked to Will Levis for a very long time now, and that is why I've been trying to tell Grayson for pe- the past couple weeks that Levis is going to go in the top ten, and even in the I know top he's going to go in the top. He's going to because... go. Levis might go number two overall. <sighs> to the. To the Texans? Just, I don't know about it's, the Texans. It's a real possibility. I, I The Texans are an interesting team to me in this in this upcoming season because they could just stick to Davis Mills for one more year and then I'm go to – no, And I say this because think about what they did. They hired a defensive-minded coach as the new head coach. You want to have – he wants to have that face of the franchise defensive player for his new team, and that could be Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. So uh, here's the thing, Nick. But I agree with you. They should take a quarterback. I just don't know if they're going to do that with them hiring D'Amico Ryans. But do you think Caleb Williams is a better quarterback than any of these potential quarterbacks right now? Uh like if Caleb Williams was take, in this draft right now, where would you draft? I would him? say he's the third best quarterback. Right. So, and the Texans have the number two overall pick. Right. There's your answer. There's your answer right there. I still think Williams is very flawed, but I think he could be very good. But he could be the number one pick next season, so that's why. Yeah, there's no. You're right. There's no guarantee they even get that. So after Caleb, is it Drake May? Yeah, Drake May and Caleb Williams are the two are the two and quarterbacks. I, I, next would you year. say? I would venture to say Drake May would be the sixth best, fifth or sixth best quarterback this draft. And that's not even a stretch. It's, it's very debatable. I would still think he's better than. I don't even know. Will Levis is so weird because Levis was really good up until last season. But that was a, mar- in- a season marred by injuries. Then he didn't want to play in the bowl game. Didn't want to play in, you know, the senior bowl. So he now has to go to the combine and see what he does there. Um, But this is, an in- like I said, it's going to be interesting to see because Levis could be the second quarterback taken and not a C.J. Stroud. So there is a the NFL draft is certainly up in limbo right now because obviously the Bears – are holding all the chips, if you want to point out that, because they could take a defensive player number one, or they could just say, you know what, we're just going to trade back and just get a bunch of draft picks 
and still get the guy that we want moving down in the draft. So it's going to be a whirlwind of events for the next couple of months. But that's why the NFL offseason is one of the best times, honestly, because you think after the season ends, oh, you know what? We're not going to have a big time, you know, not newsworthy offseason. And after what happened last season, that narrative really got changed. And now I think it's going to be happening again because I really could see a lot of big time moves being done. As I said, Lamar Jackson, and Aaron Rodgers, and even the Bears with the number one overall pick, I don't think they're going to be drafting a number one. I truthfully think that they're going to trade that pick at some point. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But again, I would love to play poker with Jim Irsay because, man, he he just shows you his he shows you his hand right away. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of interesting storylines, but to me, the Aaron Rodgers stuff, where Derek Carr is going to go, uh, the Jim Irsay stuff, the Eagles stuff, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, what the Patriots are going to do from from a Patriots fan perspective, what the Giants are going to do from a, I guess, a New York based uh, Giants fan uh, football fan, yeah, yeah. or yeah, because even like even what the Jets are going to do, like are they going to get Rodgers? Are they, they going to get, get Aaron Lamar Rogers, Jackson? 100%, yeah, like it's there's a lot of good storylines, but it kind of all boils down to where these quarterbacks grind up. It's really boiling down to what the teams are going to want to do. Do the Packers want to move on from Aaron Rodgers to start the Jordan Love experiment? Because he's been there all this time and he has not, he's only started one NFL game in his career. Do they want to finally see what he has in the tank and just start a rebuild? Um, what do the, the Ravens think about Lamar Jackson? Are they done with that experiment? You know, he's been injured a lot. Do they want to just move on to a new quarterback? That, there is a lot of questions. There's more questions than answers, in my opinion when it comes to the offseason, but that's what makes an offseason very, very good because it's expecting the unexpected. You know that you're in for a whirlwind of events and you don't know what exactly is going to happen, but it's just fun to watch. Oh, 100%. I can't wait to see this offseason. I'm excited about it. But do you want to talk about the Super Bowl now? What the early Super Bowl odds look like for next season? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a couple of teams are very interesting because keep in mind, some of these odds could be very realistically changed depending on some of the moves that happen in the offseason. Now, the current top five favorite teams to get to win the Super Bowl next year are the reigning champion Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills are number two, San Francisco number three, the Eagles number four, and the Bengals number five. Then the Eagles and Niners all are, have the same amount of odds. So I'll say in, in tied for third, I should have said. They all have the same there. Um, and then rounding out the rest of the order, the Cowboys, Ravens, Chargers, Jaguars. And a couple of teams are very surprised me. The, the, the Detroit Lions and the New York Jets, they are high up there in the odds making. And that is really a testament to say of what they think this offseason could have. Because the Jets, like we said, if they get Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers, you have to think that they're going to be moving up in the, you know, and the odds and that would mean that the Baltimore Ravens, their odds would significantly go down. Um, the Detroit Lions, I mean, look look at the end of the season that they have. If they're able to build upon what they just did and add some big-time players in this offseason, they could be a threat. And honestly, Johnson, if they are able to make some big-time moves, they're going to be, I dare to say, they're probably the team to beat in the NFC North. Oh, man, that that'd be so weird. I don't like that. I don't like that sentence. There's a cu- there's back. a culture being built there, and I, I like everything that they're doing. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think you're right here, but that's a weird statement. I'm gonna wait on. I that. know. I like I said, it all it's it's all contingent on what happens in the off season. But 
when it comes down to it, let, let's you know go from the top, you know, from the top of that list I brought up. Was there any team that really realistically surprised you? What? Yeah, how Bills. Stop, stop, you, stop yeah. wasting your money. If you're gonna bet a hundred dollars on Bill Super Odds, let me give you a better, uh, some better advice. Just take the hundred dollars and just burn it because the warmth it will give you for a couple of seconds will be more beneficial and be, be better money spent than just betting on the Bills themselves. I mean, listen for Buffalo. It's it, it's gotta be now or never because they're running out of time, in my opinion. The window has been there for them, and they just haven't taken advantage. And if they don't get it done next season, honestly, I don't know where they go from here because the way that this season ended for them was pretty bad. Listen, I'm not saying the Bills aren't contenders, but at these odds right now, that's that's way too high. Second um, overall, second best odds. I, I can't yeah. take that seriously. No, that, that's definitely fair. And, and then... Your um your team, the New England Patriots, they have the same odds as the Washington Commanders and Carolina Panthers. I don't know how you feel about that, but um yeah, not good. Uh, odds makers are stupid. More news at eleven. And then for my team, the Giants, they have the same odds as the Raiders and the Vikings. Um, and I feel like the Raiders are that high, and it's only due to the fact that I think that I think they're thinking that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Raiders at some point. Or they're just going to have um, some free agent quarterback sign with them. Because I feel like the Raiders are very high for no reason. I mean, listen, Matt know. Jones was injured half the year. And everyone knew that the Patriots were a couple plays away from even being an a, a 11 or 12 win team. It's the say they have pretty low. Same odds as the Commanders, which is a team that's actively imploding. Where the Patriots are going to have a ton of money in the offseason to spend. I think that's a bit too i think that's a bit foolish yeah i mean listen the odds will definitely change once the offseason happens because we know there's going to be some big time move that will obviously change that we saw that in the nba i mean with kyrie irving getting traded look at the dallas mavericks stock and winning the championship kevin durant getting traded look at the phoenix suns uh, stock going up i mean it's good it's going to happen no matter what and like i said if rogers or jackson get you know traded and are onto a new team then it's going to significantly move the stock up for any of those teams that are, you know, very fringe and not looking like they're going to win a championship. And it will potentially propel them to being a potential favorite for next year's Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to see how these uh, these teams will develop over the next couple of months, obviously. I don't think I would personally take any odds until after the draft and after the dust of free agency settles. Right. Then I think you can start taking some, unless you think something is such a lock, like Aaron Rodgers. If you know Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets and your heart of hearts, yeah, he's going to be a Jet or he's going to be a Raider or et cetera, et cetera. Then I would take those odds. If you, you think they're going to move in the right chance. direction. Right. But other than that, I'm going to recommend, uh, I'm going to recommend waiting it out a month or two, wait the off season out. Hell, you might even want to wait uh, training camp out because there's always been so many injuries over the year. Right. There's even career-ending injuries in training camp. So I would even be pretty careful of that. Right. I mean, it will definitely be a interesting offseason and even preseason when we get up to that point. But on what is a Valentine's Day today, which is usually a lovely day, 
a heartbreaking way to end our NFL season in a sense, I guess, for most of us NFL fans, because we, we want to watch football and, you know, I, the XFL, I could care less about that. Hey, 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 the rock spent a lot of money. Uh, on I, could, I could care less. The rock is going to do things right. I'm a rock I fan. Mean, I could care less. He, uh, he, t- he took away the New York guardians from us. That's why that's I'm not- mad about that. Johnson. That's why I won't watch it. Cause they took away the New York team. I would have watched it. It, it makes no game. sense. Even though there are only one or two games in that stadium in MetLife, they had thirty thousand people in MetLife. You could you could easily to just avoid the uh the cost of renting out MetLife Stadium. You could have easily went over to Red Bull Arena in New Jersey or even City Field in Queens. Yankee Stadium in the Bronx, I highly doubt they would uh they would allow football field in there. Uh but most likely Red Bull Arena that could hold 28, 29,000 people for an XFL team or an ex- an expansion league. That would be perfect. Would satisfy the New York market. Uh, it's still in New Jersey. It's closer to New York, uh, New York City, so they'd have an easier commute getting from the city. So to me, they kind of dropped the ball off that. But we're not here to talk about the XFL. Right. Yeah. No. We we they don't really deserve the time of day really to get talked about. But good good, good good luck to them. That's all. That's all I'll say to them. Absolutely. Um. But before we sign off, Johnson, I know there's some uh, news you want to talk about this upcoming weekend. We're going to be at a uh, certain show for the uh, for the Sunday. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So this Sunday, so a week after the Super Bowl, we are going to be a vendor at the Central Jersey Card Show in uh, the American Legion in Milltown, New Jersey. That's 4 JF Kennedy Drive, Milltown, New Jersey, 08850. So we'll be an official vendor. We'll be setting up with cards there. We'll have uh, cards for you guys to hand out, cards for sale. Come by, say hello, talk about sports, maybe even buy a card or two. We'll be there from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, again, that is the uh, it's Sunday, February 19th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. American Legion, Milltown, New Jersey, 4 JF Kennedy Drive, Milltown, New Jersey. I'm looking forward to it. I love doing these shows. I'm glad we're getting back into it. We actually had a um, we pretty much ran out of inventory at one point, so we had to stop doing shows, which is a, a good and bad thing. We were kind of running right. low on supply, but we got plenty of cards now. We got Raw cards, graded cards, all sports, basketball, football, baseball, hockey. Even uh, WWE. WWE. Yeah, even <laughs> yeah. WWE. Big yeah. fan of WWE. I mean, we got everything what you need, uh, new stuff, vintage. And, hey, there's going to be 65-plus vendors there. It's always a good time. I think the last show had about 1,000 people sh- uh, come out. And even if you don't find something at our table, I'm sure you'll find something somewhere else if you love the hobby. And if you just want to come out and uh, talk about sports. Yeah, it's not even about buying. I mean, you know, just getting to see some of those, like, really nice cards and just walking around the table. And like you said, yeah. you're talking sports. It's just a really good time to have. But as Jonathan said, there's all those details for that show. We'll be also posting the, all the details for that show on our Instagram. Make sure to follow us at AGNB under, underscore sports underscore cards on Instagram because we'll be posting out all the details for this upcoming weekend, for which would be a really good card show. You'll see Andrew and I at the show. Talking sports, selling cards, you know, just having, having a, a great old time. Exactly. Just having a really good old time and just really talk about what we like to do each and every day. And that's talking about the worldwide sports, uh, you know, all the leagues and stuff like that. So make sure to see us this Sunday, which should be a great card show. But once again, that is going to do it for Andrew and I. And what was a great Super Bowl week? We'll have to see what this offseason will entail. And what big time moves will, you know, what will happen. We'll be making sure to do a free agency preview before the NFL free agency happens in a couple weeks. 
So make sure to tune on in and listen to that show. Once again, this is Nicholas Pavota, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great rest of your weekend.